Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? Yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Hello everybody. I have got Nikita Dixon with me today from StorySense. Hello Nikita. Hello, hello. Thanks for uh, having me on here. I'm excited to hear all about your business and your story so far. So tell us a bit about what you do. Um, so um, I started StorySense back in 2017 um, and that was when I was on maternity leave with my little boy and I was getting ready to go back to work and my mother-in-law wanted to take him to some groups and there wasn't anything in, in the village that she was in. There was just nothing around for him to go to. Um, so I decided, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a primary school teacher. That's what I was going back to part time. I thought, oh, I can set something up. There must be other mums who need something around here. Um, and I'd taken him to little groups and I thought, you know, I, I knew what I liked from those. And I wanted to try and put a bit of my primary school teaching in there as well. So I set up story sense, which were, uh, or which are unique um, story classes, uh, which we learn through engaging, exciting sensory activities. So I started it thinking, you know, it'll be just a little mum group, you know, I'll probably get five or six come along and, and it's grown to having pre COVID, I was seeing 90 parents in a day and a half. Um, which was incredible. So, you know, just to have grown it to that, it was never going to be a business. I've, you know, I, I did business studies at secondary, but I never dreamed that I would own a business. For me, it was all about teaching. Um, and then I just found this passion for what I was doing and, you know, encouraging parents with, with reading. Cause as a teacher, we saw so many children coming in, in reception who weren't reading at home or parents didn't know how to read with them or what to read with them. And, you know, I was just so desperate to, to help right from the early age so that it helps them when they get up into school. And, and that's where it kind of grew from, really. Amazing. So you were on maternity leave and then did you go back to teaching? I did. Um, I went back in the November, but by that set, that August, I finished. So I handed my notice in. So I gave it sort of six months and it, it just kept growing. And I thought, you know what? I, I want to be at home with my little boy. I don't want to be I love being a teacher. Um, I would never say I didn't. And, you know, there's potential I might go back to it one day. But I just, I wanted to be at home with my little boy. And then this started to grow. And I thought, you know what, let's, let's try. Just jump in. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So, um, obviously, at Phonics with Robot Reg as well, we have a lot of people who are our franchisees, are teachers. Alex, my sister, who I run it alongside, is also a teacher. Um, and a lot of people talk about how different teaching is from running your own business and what have you found a struggle what have you loved talk to us about the differences between being a teacher and running your own business oh they it's like chalk and cheese i think really isn't it it's just um yeah running a business was never what i expected i mean i'm very creative so and i'm quite good with ict so in terms of like the setting up a website and doing bookings and things i'm quite on top of that and i really enjoy the admin side of that um, the bit I'm not great at is the social media and, and the advertising because my classes have all been word of mouth. Um, they always have been. And that's how parents have signed up is, oh, so-and-so has told me about your classes. 
and now all my bookings seem to come through social media but that's because my following have come through word of mouth um and then over lockdown i've set up mama and me which was another kind of passion of mine to go even younger than um like the toddlers really and to go down to pregnancy um but again it's like starting starting again from zero and that's where I'm struggling is getting the word out again. And it's that's just that social media. And you've got to have that real understanding, I think, of how they work. And that's where that's probably been my biggest struggle. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people find that. And particularly, like you say, during um, COVID and lockdown, obviously word of mouth has dropped <laughs> because nobody was seeing each other anymore. So no. we had to become reliant on social media was our only tool to advertise our classes and to get out there what we were doing online and things. And, and people would even say to us at the beginning, well, I don't have Facebook. And we sort of said to them, well, if you want to do our online classes, you sort of need to sign up. Yeah, definitely. So, I I've got parents who, who haven't got Facebook or haven't got Instagram. And I just think I'm not quite sure how to communicate with you if you don't have it when I can't see you. <laughs> I know it's crazy. And we do find that obviously phonics with robot regs all across the UK. And you'll find that some areas of the UK are really engaged on social media and then others, there'll be lots of parents who aren't on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so it, it can be quite difficult because we have to advise people how to advertise best but it can it can be really different place to place so yeah. what do you find in your area is the best way of getting in front of people usually um i think well i think beforehand when i was growing it it was all leaflets to, to local schools to be honest because you know target them the mums of normally reception class rather than the older ones because i'm i'm going for younger than reception so it's from birth to four years old so I'm kind of targeting those parents who've got younger siblings still at home or are just going on maternity leave or um, so yeah leaflets have been a, a good way for me and then the word of mouth and just generally getting things up I mean I was I was going around putting leaflets in bus stops because that was in local villages and towns to where it was and I, I started it just in Kingsbridge and then have moved to Totnes and now I've moved to Paynton so word is getting out there um, it's just slow and do you, yeah, no, totally. And I think that if you do a good job, if you deliver a good business, then, you know, it, it, word of mouth will happen about anything in any location. But yeah. the problem is, as business owners, we go into this and we want to have fully booked classes. We want to be fully booked. And so your social media and your email marketing and all of the other things are just going to help you get there quicker yeah uh, but at the beginning you don't have a clue what to do so you just have to go with what works and if putting leaflets in bus stops is what works you're like I'm gonna do it yeah I mean I think the other thing that really helped me was I was doing free tasters so whenever I when I went to Totnes or when I was adding on a new class or you know I, I'm somebody who gets stuck up in those numbers like if I have a full set of people come one term and then the next term, two of those people don't sign up. I'm like, oh no, what have I done? Like what went, what went wrong? What didn't they like? And actually most of the time it's they've finished maternity leave and they've gone back to work and the day doesn't work for them. Yeah. Um, but you know, just even the free tasters were the way of getting people in because I was having full free tasters. And then the first time I did one over in Totnes, I had everybody sign up um, from the free taster. And that was probably the best marketing, quickest marketing that I've got seen yeah. results from straight yeah. away really. 
Yeah, and that this is another issue that we um, find at Phonics with Robot Reg because when I first started, free tasters were like magic. You know, they would just fly off, everybody would come, and then most people, if not all of them, would sign up. But then we were in a scenario, um, and I don't know what it's like where you live, where every single preschool class, and if you're in a place like we are in, in Essex, it's so populated and everyone's doing the free tasters. And I remember one lady saying to me, you know, I just book a free taster at a different place each week. And, you know, I totally get that. Like as a mum, it's boring, you're bargain hunting, but as a business owner, to yeah. hear that somebody was doing that, that is soul destroying because you're there thinking these 16 people are coming and they're going to all sign up and then they don't. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, because over in Kingsbridge, there wasn't anything to start with. There was one, um, there was one group, but then that one actually shut down while I was building mine up. So there was literally nothing over in Kingsbridge to start with. So I didn't have that competition, which was quite nice. I'm, I hate competition. I don't want to... I live in Paynton, so I live half an hour away from where I set up my first classes because Paynton had so much that I just didn't want the competition. I was like, I'm not here to, to try and steal other people's customers or to, for people to pick me over someone else. I just want to do something for the parents and their little ones that then help with their education later on. Um, and, you know, more recently over in Paynton, they've got less and less and less. And I've seen places shutting down over the, sort of the last year, year and a half. Um, and I just thought now, after COVID, I thought I need to build mine back up. I can't have as many people in classes. Let's take on an, another location because my children are older and I feel I can do that extra day now. But, you know, again, it's just, it's so difficult. And I hate, I hate being in competition. I just don't like yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I'm like, I, I don't think there is competition either because, you know, people might, like our classes might be quite similar but people might like yours or they might like mine or that day works or that class leader works or whatever it is you know yeah. I'm all for well you know me helping everybody just grow their business and and the thing is at the end of the day we're looking for 16 children to fill a class and you know another preschool class down the road is looking for 20 people to we're not talking massive numbers we've got thousands no. and thousands of preschoolers you know we're not there's plenty not to go around <laughs> yeah there's definitely plenty to go around um it'll be interesting actually to see how coming out of covid things change because like i say we felt that free tasters had stopped working but i think that unfortunately we have seen things close down things aren't mm -hmm. reopening um, so it might be that actually things that have worked in the past might come back round again. Yeah. And I think parents have got to trust us now as well, haven't they, with how we're setting it up and that it's going to be safe for them. You know, I've, I've had several parents message me and say, I really want to come to your classes, but can you explain a bit more how they're going to work and how I know we're going to be safe? And they're really needing that reassurance. And perhaps the free tasters will end up coming back because it will give them that opportunity to see what the classes are going to be like. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, that's one of the things that I find the hardest in business. You always have to be moving forward with um, whatever's going on. Like this morning, I have been doing Instagram reels. Uh, I've been talking a lot on the Entrepreneurs Growth Club about Instagram reels because basically anybody who's using reels, Instagram is just pushing them forward because Instagram just decided, do you know what? This is our new little thing and we want people to do it. And I feel like that's a, 
a good analogy for the whole of the world you know something oh, happens and everybody needs to get onto that and learn how to do it and adapt to it quickly and the businesses that do that do well so as yeah. business owners we just have to be so malleable and ready to change our um and and i find that quite exciting but so i'm quite excited to see how the businesses will return back after covid and and see um but how do you feel about it all how do you feel about going I, back? I'm, I'm nervous to go back just because i mean i'm nervous of the parents who came to my classes before because they are nothing like they were um, you know, the, the activities are the same and the stories are the same and I'm trying to keep it as magical as I can. But the physical, the physical setup of the hall is completely and utterly different. Um, and obviously with prices having to go up because you're paying for cleaning costs or the halls. And I mean, my halls and venues are now charging more for, as, for their cleaning. Um, so I'm having to put my prices up and I'm thinking I'm putting prices up for them getting less than what they were getting before. And, you know, that makes me feel uncomfortable. But. You've, I've, I've kind of looked at it as people want to get back out there. They want to be doing things and they want to be safe. And I think they'd rather pay more and be safe than, you know, have it as it was and not be. But I just, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm excited to go back to classes and see how they're going to be. Um, I mean, I was, I was, I'm in an R-ing back at the beginning of August, really, of do I, do I start looking to open up again or do I wait a bit longer because of second spikes and, you know, I just had images of me getting everyone booked up, everybody paying and them going in lockdown again um, <laughs> and doing refunds and all sorts. So, but I just went for it because everybody was asking me all the time. I just kept getting messages after messages saying, are you coming back? Are you not? Um, at the minute I've held off toddler. I've just gone for non movers at the moment, just so I can more for me. I think I can do toddlers, but it's the social distancing. And I don't want any parent to feel uncomfortable or on edge if their little one runs off or moves around that they're, you know, frightening other people. So I've just, I've planned to hold off just for a little bit longer and just see how the baby ones go. But I'm excited. It's, it's great to get back to some kind of normality. normality. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's those toddlers in the middle are the hardest ones because it's sort of like babies just lie there three, four-year-olds, you can sort of explain the situation, but it's those little ones who are moving around, but um, don't quite understand that they can't. Yeah. I mean, my, my little girl's nearly 18 months. And I mean, you tried telling me to pen her into a one meter squared space. It's not going to happen. So <laughs> I decided it was best to just avoid those for now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See how it goes and maybe introduce them a bit further down the line. Um, so you've got two little ones, have you? Yeah, I've got George. He's um, he'll be four. He's Christmas Day baby. Um, unfortunately, not not sure. Fortunately, um, and then yeah, my little girl's eighteen months. Oh, and how do you find that? You know, juggling work and being a mum. It's one of the hardest things. It's it's one of the things that I talk the most about in the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. How do you juggle it all? It's it's really hard. It is really hard. I thought it was hard with one and then you add a second into the mix and you think, what on earth did I do <laughs> with two children in a business? Um, I guess for me, I, I, I work in the evenings rather than during the days. Um, I've, I'm, as like many parents, I'm sure, who have their own businesses, I get drawn into my phone and answering business things all throughout the day. And then it gets to nighttime and I feel ridiculously guilty about the fact that, oh, I wasn't really with them playing then. I was there, but I wasn't really in it. And so um, as of September, as of today, I um, have put on my do not disturb. So I've actually turned my phone. I've, I've separated it out. So I have an hour in the morning, an hour at lunch 
and then after they've gone to bed where I will get notifications for things. But the time in the middle, I've actually put my do not disturb on so that I can focus on the kids. And boy, have we played a lot today. <laughs> and it's just been lovely and to be physically there and, you know, in, in the headspace of playing with them and not worrying about somebody's messaged me and I haven't responded because at the moment I don't know. So yeah. um, you can't feel bad about that. You don't know. No. And it, you know, going by how I felt with it today, I think this is going to be the way forward for me at the moment. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, I, I feel like I could run my classes five days a week and I'd have enough people there wanting to come to them, but I'm holding off doing that. And I know I've got lots of people asking me to go to different locations but I want to give my little girl the same chance my little boy had with me and the time that I had. And I'm only going to have one day a week with my little boy now from me working and him going to nursery on different days. And I just don't want to fill up that day with work. So, you know, it's our new routine from September this year is, is very different with him going to school next year. I want to make this last year of, of him being at home all the time really count. Yeah, I'm the, exactly the same because Ernie is the same age, so he'll be going to school. And it's weird because on social media and stuff, people are saying about like being emotional about their little ones starting school. But I almost feel like I'm emotional that this is the last year the that last you won't be. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Oh my gosh, um, because yeah, it's it's hard, especially for me, like being a, a mum running my own business around my, my child and then thinking this time next year, it'll be completely different, which in a way will have loads of positives, but you know, the other half is it will be sad to, yeah. yeah. You lose a little piece of you, don't you, each day, they disappear off and then come back in the afternoons. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I've never had George in nursery. He's always been at home. So He's just starting nursery next week on a Monday and Tuesday. And that is, that's heartbreaking. And that's just two days a week, <laughs> nine to three. So I don't know how I'll cope with school. <laughs> so what are your plans for the future? We're talking about moving forward, you know, even further into the future. Where do you see it, it all going? Oh, well, I'd love to franchise that. That has been my aim for a couple of years, really. But I've I've not got the skills or the knowledge of knowing how to do it. And then all of this happened. Um, so I guess for me, it's that's within the next couple of years. I'd love to try and franchise it out. I'd love to get somebody else on board with me. I was I was employing someone just before lockdown and in the, in the nicest possible way, thank goodness I didn't because I didn't have anything to worry about in terms of employing people and paying. But I'd like to get someone on board to come and run classes in other locations that I can't get to. Um, yeah, I'd just like to see it expand really and, and really grow. Amazing. So there's three questions that I always ask everybody at the end of my podcast. Um, so the first one is, who inspires you? Um, I've, I've had a long think about this, <laughs> um, barring, barring kind of family members, I'm thinking I went with someone, I went, well, Michelle Obama is who I've kind of gone with just, Michelle Obama. she's just incredible. And I think she said so much in her book and she's just her life that she's gone through. And, you know, when you look back at her background and what she's done, I just, she's so determined and that's how I like to see myself, that I am, I'm forever coming up with new ideas. My husband hates me for it because every day I'm like, oh, should we do this? I haven't told him yet, but I've come up with a whole Christmas idea today that he's going to hate because <laughs> I can't do my usual Christmas event. So I'll drop that on him when I get home. Um, but yeah, she's just so determined and her family comes first, but you know, she was raised to see no limits and 
that's what I want to raise my children as and and hope that I'm showing them that through doing my business that there there are no limits to what you can do I wasn't trained to do business stuff but I'm I'm going for it amazing I love that (laughs) and um what about a book that you've read that has changed your life or you something well this one this is slightly different so this isn't business but actually the hunger games but it has it has got a business kind of twist on it um you can tell i've been thinking about this long and hard (laughs) so for me the hunger games if you look at it as kind of like a whole she's they're they're forced into situations that they don't like which lots of us are when we do a degree or you know teaching i can only really teach with it um with what i had but she's she's a little bit different and actually the little bit different comes out on top at the end um and you know people start to follow and people start to believe and and that for me just as a life story really if you you kind of transfer it across is just you know be that little bit different be the one to stand up and and say do you know what i'm gonna go for it and it doesn't matter what people think because i'm gonna get there I love it. I absolutely love it. Do you know what? I'm so, I'm so sad. I'm, I, I can literally see like business analogies wherever I go. And I remember <laughs> the first thing that I took my little boy to see at the cinema was Moana. And when she's like standing at the edge of the ocean singing how far I'll go, I was just like, oh my God, so good. But it's true, isn't it? You know, it's it is. around us. I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and finally, what would your piece of advice be to a fellow entrepreneur uh go for it just whatever it is that you're thinking about doing you know if you're you're in a full-time job or part-time job and you've got this little idea go for it because you know i started mine as a mum and baby group meetup and look what it's grown to without even having a plan to do so so i'm learning every day like don't feel you have to know everything before starting a business because you don't um, you can literally go into it with zero knowledge about business and you can make it a success. So just, you know, jump ship and go. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Nikita. Tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to follow your journey. Um, so you can find me on Facebook um, at StorySense Official um, and the same over on Instagram at StorySense Official. And if you're interested in the other part of my business, the Mama and Me that I mentioned, you can find me at Mama and Me Devon on Facebook and Instagram. And then I've got my um, StorySense website, www.storysense.co.uk. Oh, thank you so much, Nikita. Thanks for joining me today for this lovely podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been great. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please don't forget to subscribe and leave me a review. I'll see you next time.